Izu Archipelago, Rokunjima Island. This island, 10 kilometers in length, does not appear in any sightseeing pamphlets. That is because it is a personal island owned by the wealthy Ushiramiya family. Relatives come to this island for the annual family conference. The topic of discussion is the problem of dividing up the inheritance of the family head, Kinzo, whose remaining life was announced to be very short. Even if the weather report did not warn of a typhoon approaching the island, dark clouds would still be approaching. The Rokunjima Mass Murder, October 4th through 5th, 1986. 18 people were confined to the island due to a slow-moving typhoon. Both the phones and radio had broken down and they were trapped on an isolated island. They are assaulted by blood-chilling serial murders, mass murders, bizarre murders. When the typhoon passes, a boat will probably come. The police will come as well. Even the seagulls that enliven the docks will return. That's right. When the police come, they will resolve everything. Even if we do nothing. When the seagulls cry, everything. That is, if even one of them is left alive when the seagulls cry. What is expected from you is neither a search for the culprit nor detective work. When will you believe in me? That is all that matters. If you want to do some detective work, go ahead. If you believe that there is an answer, go and continue to search. This is eternal torture that will not end until you believe in witches. Welcome to the world of Umineko Nonaku Koroni. And welcome to the hyperfixation, where my friends tell me about something they're excited about for 30 to 45 minutes so I can gain an approximate knowledge of many things. My name is Roma. I am your host today. I use the they and them pronouns, and I am joined today by Jacqueline. Uh, hi, I'm Jacqueline. I use she and her pronouns. I um, that, that, That's who I am. Hello. It is, I'm so happy to have you to myself today. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think we 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 did in fact meet before on Champs in the Making. I believe episodes sixty two and sixty three, uh, where we compared our our Pokemon tastes. Yes, but now we are leaving the realm of Pokemon and we are entering the realm of visual novels. Visual novels. That's exactly right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Visual novels today for us. If I guess if you know about a Pokemon visual novel, let us know. But please do. <laughs> Um, but I also know you from the, aside from Champ specifically, the Moonshot Network. Yeah, yeah. I am a, I am, I'm part of a, a podcast called Unwise Girls, where we read over the, the Percy Jackson books. And we are a part of the Moonshot Network, just like, just like you, just like me, just like all our, uh, everyone, everyone is. 
We are all the Moonshot Networks. <laughs> we are one. We are the moon. So this specific visual novel, I'm going to probably ask you what it's called over and over again until I actually remember. So I, it's Umi Nako. Uh, yeah, so it's Umi Nako. That's all, that's, that's all you need to remember, really. Ah, perfect. Okay. <laughs> I wrote it down. Yeah, I'll give you a little hint for the name. Uh, Umi, th- these are, it's Umi, like uh, the sea, and Neko, like cats. Um, the, the idea set in the game is that, is that seagulls are like sea cats because they go in Yanya, and so they call them the Umi Neko. That's adorable. <laughs> seagulls are just sea cats? Exactly. That's adorable. I... <sighs> I, I the only thing that I have mentally associated, like if I see a seagull, the only thing that like the the tab that comes to the forefront is from Finding Nemo, where they're like mine, mine, mine. <laughs> so that's a a big departure from mine to a sea cat with wings, <laughs> and it's probably going to to just completely take over that spot in my mind. That, that's what happened to me too. So, <laughs> um, but yes, so. Uminako is a visual novel, but uh, based on what I heard earlier, it sounds uh, not like your typical visual novel. At least not the, usually what I what I anticipate when I open up that app. Right. So Uminako is like basically there are two things that distinguish it from like your run of the mill visual novel. Like, of course, it is one of those. It's uh, the visual novel is a very, very history genre, um, but it's also what you might call a sound novel. Uh, this is a term that I think I've only ever heard used to describe this creator's works. Basically, what it means is that it is a uh, it's a visual novel that emphasizes the music uh, really heavily. The music? Yeah, the music, like like uh, so much of it, like these are very dense works, so they're like very text heavy. The but so much of just like the effect of it all is wrapped up in uh the the music that is composed for it i need oh i need to see this now i need to hear it i guess is the word i'm looking for i can send you at least i can send you one of the a, a song uh, if you like absolutely i don't uh should i listen to it now or should i listen to it later maybe la- I'll, I'll send i'll send it and then you can listen to it later oh actually i made a uh uh words I made a t- chat or a uh, text channel in the hyperfixation. So you're welcome to put all the materials in there so the listeners can check it out afterwards as well. Oh, wonderful. Listening. I'll Yay. definitely do that. Uh, and I, I think the second thing that distinguishes Umineko from other visual novels is that it is, well, it's incredibly dense, but that's not exactly uncommon. But it is also, uh, I don't know. I I'm, I I don't want to say anything that disparages other visual novels. It's just the fact that Umineko is the greatest pe- piece of fiction to ever be written. Hey yo, that's a that's a strong claim. Ooh wee. It, it's one of those things that uh, you know. I don't know I, how to say it other than it's the best thing ever. That, that's that's how, how I'll start. I guess. I I believe you, and I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for the evidence. I'm ready for it. Um. So how. Did you discover Uminako? Uh, this is this is a funny story. Uh, I I used to have like a daily habit of just going to just like various fan fiction websites and clicking on the trans character tag. 
um, and just like scrolling. Like I want to read things that people have written where characters are trans. Oh yeah, um, hell yeah. And then one day I saw a fanfic called uh, "You're Back on Your Asshole Grandpa's Private Island" uh, hey, by yo. yeah, by uh, <laughs> Kinu Nishimura, um, and I was like, "Wait a second that th- that's a reference like that title is a reference to an old an old piece called or not really old but a few years old called Your Asshole Dad's Castle is Back Again.'" Uh, by Ava Problems, which is a sort of Castlevania fanfic about, like, what if Alucard was trans? Yo. And so I was like, okay, I have to check out your Back on Your Asshole Grandpa's Private Island. Uh, I read the first chapter, and it was impossible to understand. I There were so many weird proper nouns. It was, there were just like character names, heavy spoilers. Like, like I was basically spoiled for the entirety of Umineka without realizing it. But it was so, the first chapter was so intriguing to me that I said, okay, I have to look this up and I have to play it. Okay, okay, okay. And when, so when was this again? You said a couple years ago? Yeah, it was a few years ago. Um, I'll call it like 2019, maybe. Ah, the before before times. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and so when you got into it, um, like what was the the thing that really like set this in that this is gonna this is gonna be the journey you will ride or die on? So it wasn't it took a little bit. It took, I think, until part way through the first episode, because there are eight episodes. Uh, each one is about the size of just like a book. Um, in total, Umineko is like, I would say it's like two and a half times longer than One Piece. What? Uh, it, it's pretty long. Um, <laughs> it's hard what? to quantify. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. The, the first episode at first, I was like, okay, this is cool. This is like some weird anime shit, but. I like as I got like halfway through, I would say uh, I I think when the first I'll say when the first murder happened um, and the mystery of it all really sank in, I was like, okay, this is doing something different. This is starting to hit different. Oh, man. So it sounds like it, it does have that that one piece energy of being extremely long. And once you hit our long park, everything is good. That's that's like a good way to put it, because the beginning, there are like some questionable, uh, questionable, like I, the problem with me is that now I've read all of Umineko and so I'm like, no, it's very important that this questionable bit is in, even though I also completely recognize that it is questionable. Uh, it, it's one of those things, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't catch you until a certain point, or maybe it does. I'm sure some people like read the first line uh, and are like, wow, immediately hooked. But for me, it took a little bit. Mm-hmm. As- when did you finish it? I'm actually curious now because if it's if it's as long as you say it is, it sounds like it took you a hot minute to get through it. It took me a few months. I I wasn't doing a whole ton. Uh, I was I was working just sort of a crappy job at a gym, and uh, I was like, okay, I need something to occupy my brain, and it 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 did that job. It feel it, it took like I would say two or three months, maybe. Really? Yeah. Uh, your mileage may vary of course everybody i've known i've also i've read it i think twice since then 
Um, and the second time took about a year because I was going through with one of my girlfriends and we were doing all the voices. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and now I'm uh, going through again uh, with my other girlfriend, and we're listening to the actual voice acting that was later added, and that, <gasps> it's 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 very fun. I'm so excited. That's so sweet. Oh my goodness. Let's see. I think that was all of my questions. You got da, 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 all right. Yep. I need to know more now. I asked you all my questions. Please tell me more. Yeah, absolutely. I got a quick drink of water so I can. Absolutely. I'm going to get my timer. Oh, I still have my timer from when Jory was on. Here we go. <laughs> Oops. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. So broadly, Umineko is. Oh, it's hard to begin. It's very long. <laughs> but broadly, it is a sort of looping story about a series of murders that happened to a family of rich people uh, done to them by possibly a witch who lives on their private island named Beatrice. Oh, that's a witch name. 110%. It absolutely is. Uh, Beatrice, the golden witch, the witch of the forest. Um, And she... Uh, uh, the, the first, I, 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 I'm going to do my best because this is, this is very long. I don't want to go into like super spoilers territory, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be generally more okay with like, I might give more specific details about the first like half of it, which are called the question arcs than I will the second half of it, which is called the answer arcs. Okay. Broadly, our, our, <laughs> so to hone in a little bit, our main character is a guy and I'm going to tell you his name, and you're going to say, excuse me? Uh, <laughs> his name is Ushiro Mia Battler. Hey, yo. Uh, Battler, uh, the fir- one of the first things he says in this novel as he's like sitting at, a- at an airport seeing his family for the first time in years is that he uh, hates his father because- and-, and, who- and whatever doctor let them name him this uh because his name is literally just like the kanji for fight and man put together oh hey, yo <laughs> oh so he he's an he's an he's an honorary little boy uh by which i mean like an 18 year old uh with like the former quote unquote former rich guy he sort of left the life and then came back for the family conference uh, who goes on this island and uh, it's it half of it is this incredibly intricate um, like succession slash inheritance plot where like the adult family members are fighting over who is going to get their elderly father's money and like business when he dies, which is supposed to be very soon. Oh, and, okay okay yeah and the other half at least at the beginning is like the cousins it's the little kids by which i mean like ranging from ages like 9 to 23 and they are having just the most wonderful time they are like just they're getting to see each other again for the first time in years like they're all together after not being together because battler has this conflict with his dad uh, after the death of his mom oh. and um it's it's really sweet it's really heartfelt 
but there are there's like a couple of details that keep getting thrown in that really make you say like huh like what like um like the fact that the the servants on the island which you know in the first place kind of weird to have servants (laughs) um but Mm -hmm. common enough for rich people on a private island i guess uh insist on referring to themselves as furniture in like a very a very specific way um Uh, all right and the fact that there's whispers of a curse and a witch who haunts the halls of of the island and rules the island Rokunjima at night. Eventually, they receive a letter. After the youngest one, Maria, brings in, is left in the rain, she's given them an umbrella by seemingly no one. Everyone on the island is accounted for. None of them gave her the umbrella, but she has one now. And she also has a letter saying... It's from the Golden Witch Beatrice, and unless they solve her riddle, they will all die. You know, that is super impactful, and don't get me wrong, but also to, like, zoom the lens back a little bit, how wild is it to be so powerful to just be like, hey, I've got a puzzle for you. But if you don't solve it, you're going to get the hell off my island one way or another. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It's 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 audacious. And they're all like, OK, come on, this is ridiculous until people start dying. And Woo! this is when Umineko transforms from sort of a like a fairly serious uh, with at times like sort of silly anime comedy. Uh, work into like a murder mystery wrapped in layers of fantasy because the entire eventually the like meta plot of this becomes battler as the main character trying to disprove the existence of witches as his family dies around him and it becomes it's it's it to zoom out again it becomes sort of this work about fantasy versus mystery in a way that I've never seen done before. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And it, oh God, it's like the the, the thing that Umineko does is that it has multiple meta layers. On one level, you have the thing going on. On one level, you have the characters themselves like commentating on that. And like that is where most of the game of like, well, is this is this actually witches doing this or could a human have done this takes place? Because this is what the murder mystery of this all turns into is like, is this an impossible is this an impossible task for a human or is this a humanly trick? Is this real life? Is this fantasy? Exactly. Uh, And this is definitely a landslide uh, and there is no escape from this reality of just like absolute absolute like i don't know it oof ah umineko is really good and oh god i believe you i'm invested i'm here for it i guess i'm hmm, i'm trying to think of how to top tackle this i think i want to jump back a bit and say that umineko isn't a sequel but it is I would say the author Ryukishi Seven's um like second big work 
Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the first one is I think maybe more famous. Like it has an anime that was pretty popular. It's called Higurashi. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, I feel like I have, I'm going to have to look at it though. Yeah. It's, um, Higurashi is about a bunch of children in a very small town in Japan and, uh, the suspicion and paranoia and murder and possible curses that follow them and in a lot of ways umineko is sort of a direct response to the ending of higurashi Mm, because ultimately higurashi it's to sort of give spoilers for it not full spoilers but like to give general thematic spoilers i suppose um higurashi has an element where the reader the readers complained. They said, hey, Ryukishio 7, this is bullshit. Like, how, how, how could we have known this? Like, you, you wrote this here, but this wasn't fair. This wasn't fair. And Umineko is trying to ask, like, what does fairness really mean in, a, in like, a murder mystery? What, is, what does fairness mean? And what if, what if there was just a witch who was doing it? Hmm. The, the, the other element where... um. I think people were, I think Ryukishi really evolved as an author from Higurashi to uh, Umineko is that he also did like all the sprites for it. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to send you some of these. Uh, In Higurashi, they looked, I I think they look good, but um, people say that they look bad which is fine. Um, and I think it's understandable. And it, but they are very expressive and they have very, they have like silly little mitten hands, like with weird, like two fingers. Oh, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen ex- them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, this has big, uh, like early shoujo energy, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't know if maybe shoujo is the right word, but it definitely has like kind of old school anime vibes that I can appreciate, especially in how the hair is drawn. Absolutely. Um, and I want you to like, especially look at the expression, sort of like the blush, the like the eyes, the smile. Um, and then I think I want to give like a counterpart to this, which is a similar expression on a character in Umineko. And this is at, like, I would say after his art has progressed to a certain degree, um and you might still look at this and some people would say like this is just bad art um but the expression really i think absolutely is um like there's so much here that i think absolutely like he uh, ryukishi evolves in that he can perfectly like capture an emotion he can capture an emotion and put it into the sprite work in a way that just like you know exactly what this character is thinking when they're making the, like any face. Yeah. Um there I've were made that face. <laughs> yes, absolutely. There are also there's also updated art you can play with. Uh there's like a there's like one from like a Pachinko game and there's one from a PS3 uh like a PS3 update. Both of those are sort of I I think they're fine. The PS3 one especially. The Pachinko one is kind of weird especially with like any character with boobs just like is going to look very odd uh, in the pachinko sprites, mm-hmm. uh, but very like suction cup style thing. But uh, 
the art is one thing that I adore in Umineko. Absolutely, I can see it. Like as as an artist as and as like somebody who just consumes a lot of like manga in general, like those little details, even though like most people will just skip over it, they'll just dismiss it, but it's like little things like that I find to be so precious. They'll just drink up with a boba straw like <laughs> Yes, absolutely. God, yeah. Um, And that a lot of the aesthetic of Umineko is actually very, I say inspired by, but oftentimes just kind of taken from the page of Gothic Lolita magazines. Oh, just like fashion magazines that that, uh, Ryukishi was like, I love this outfit. I'm going to put like all these weird rich people in these outfits. Gojo's Bizarre Adventure question mark? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, and so it's like this weird mashup of like Gothic Lolita aesthetic and um, like Agatha Christie, like and then there were none is a huge inspiration in this in this book, in this visual novel to the extent that it like gets called out by name multiple times. I, I, I did research a little bit of Agatha Christie in college, but I can't remember what it was, but I definitely know what you mean with like that, that murder mystery type writing style. Yeah, exactly. Um, eventually, I want to like. I think the only way to really discuss Umineko in a succinct way is talk about the themes. And the the first big theme I want to talk about is uh, this game. This game is incredibly. This game is incredibly heavy at some points, um, and it is oftentimes about the cycle of abuse. And um, Ryukishi 07 specifically used to work as a, like a, he worked in, like, a, he was like a social worker. Um, and Ayo. so, yeah, so he, it's some of the most, uh, most authentic and therefore incredibly harrowing depictions of just like how children are treated by the world. Um, and also just how, why they're treated that way. And in general, just like how family dynamics work and how they replicate unhealthy things in a way that is like never gratuitous without a point. If, if that makes any sense. No, I actually, I don't understand. I was like, maybe context clues. No, I can't. I, you know, I'm sorry. (laughs) Can you explain that again? Yeah. Yeah. Like. It never goes to the point. It's never like, oh, we're showing very graphic abuse for or like for the point of just like shocking the reader. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, there is sometimes gratuity, but it's never gratuity that is um unexamined or and it's never not being like very critical of itself, I guess. Uh what? and it's never not like it's also never like <laughs> it's never without humanity in it. I guess there is humanity and love in every single word of Umineko, uh, which is like I guess sort of the second thing is like Umineko is a work about love in a way that not a lot of other things are. Yes, I could agree with that. Um, I think part of the reason it can be so much about love is because it knows like the harm that can be done. Uh, like in families and just like relationships in general 
And so it not uh, Umineko as a work, Ryukishi as a writer, understands love in the same way of like a very a thing that can a log line, a, a tagline throughout this novel is without love it cannot be seen. This is repeated um about mysteries, about the truth of the golden witch Beatrice. It's repeated about pretty much everything. Uh, it's just that, like, it, there's this basic idea in Umineko that if you don't have love, like, if, you, if you're not able to look at things with love and examine other people and just, like, really bring a lot of empathy in that way, then you can never really understand anything. Um, that's so, that's, that's deep. It's intense. Yeah, um, it, it. I feel like I'm just talking about like, oh, here's the deep themes, but oh, no, like on it's a broader, good. good stuff. But, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad, but on a broader level, not on a broader, but like also moment to moment, Umineko is just like fun to read. Uh, I feel like I'm making it sound like kind of a slog, but what it actually is, moment to moment, is this incredibly dynamic, um, like well paced, even though it's incredibly long. Uh, this, uh shifting between sort of word action like logic puzzles that the characters are doing with each other and these like shifting like 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 the most like tv drama you've ever seen this has like all of that drama and more uh like all the family dynamics every character relationship is so baked in uh and well understood that there is like with every line you're like ooh that 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 stings that really like i understand like oh wow ooh. george and battler they're really their dynamic ooh eva natsuhi they're every something so there's a spark happening here it's wild and and the music, like I think I mentioned earlier, the music is, this is why it's called a sound novel. I think the music is sometimes like at least 50% of that. Okay. So I am unfamiliar with how to consume a sound novel. Is it like, are you like reading like a, like a manga and like, as you change pages, it'll like play sound or like, how does that work? So it'll basically be, it's basically like any other visual novel. Like you, you open it up on Steam, or like it's very, it's 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 available on Steam, uh, and you go on there, you click it, you click through the pages. the The text is just like right over the characters' faces as you go as you, as you progress, and as you click through the pages, it's going, it's it's like playing varying tracks of music. So I would say it's only called it. It's not actually substantively substantive. One of the hardest words in the English language. Uh, substantively uh, di like different in reading than any other visual novel it's just that the music is more emphasized ah okay 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 i did uh, that yeah 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 um <laughs> they're actually but there are actually like a lot of different ways like now that you bring up manga to uh consume Uminako. There's there's the sound novel, first of all, the visual novel, which even if you're just doing that, you have so many options of like, do you want voice acting? There are patches for that that will add in voice acting of like official stuff. You'll get like Daisuke Ono, who did like Sebastian Black Butler, like Jotaro and JoJo's. What? He, he does the voice acting for the main character, Battler. Oh my God. 
Yeah. Oh, and there's there's a lot of great the the voice acting in this game. If you do add in the patch, is amazing. Um, and like the like I said, there are different sprites, but then there's also a manga you can read. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah, and it's also incredibly long. Um, and the only difference I would say because it's i think it's beautiful the like it's it seems well captured in manga form um i think the big difference is that in the end it sort of plays its hand more in that at the end of everything it gives a much clearer answer as to the culprit um like a more direct like on the page like this is who it was and this is why they did it than the original work does and that's that can vary for like some people like that more some people don't like that less okay i can see that there's also an anime (laughs) oh so is there just a nice platter you do whatever you want to consume huh uh, you can, except the anime is really bad. Oh no! Uh, yeah. Oh, this is the this is the trouble. The anime goes, I think, up to like the first few episodes. Um, it's it's really weird. It spoils, I think, the ultimate culprit like really early, and it like it's just got not the greatest animation, and I I would not recommend the anime. Sadly. Ah, uh, it's okay. Uh, and there's also a, a stage play. Of course, any, any great work has a stage play. Of course, of course. Oh, uh, I I watched I've I watched like the first hour and a half of it. It's amazing. It's definitely something that I would recommend if you go through Umineko already. And I'm like, I want to do this again, but a little bit faster. Uh, it's you know, it's like a three hour stage play. And it's it's got really good casting from what I've seen. I, I thought it was pretty fun. Um, but if you don't like any of those things and you're really into fighting games. What? There's an Umineko fighting game. Why? <laughs> now, you may say, Jacqueline, isn't it kind of weird for a visual for a book, a book where characters do a little bit of fighting, but are oftentimes just like talking about each other and like talking about facts and mystery and feelings um isn't that kind of weird to put into a fighting game and i would say no it's perfect it it makes wonder it makes so much sense uh you can play as a like a like a like one of the ants who wields a gun uh or you can play as the main character battler who just punches people you can even play as like a weird little rabbit girl who shoots arrows. There's, it's it's incredibly silly. Wait, so is it just like literally, like PVP, just fight each other as the different family members on this island? That's basically what it is. I um, love that so much. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it's a it's a fighting game, ass fighting game. Like it's it's. I think I've I'm trying to remember like one. It's kind of like Melty Blood, a little bit. Oh, it's very silly. Uh, And (laughs) I don't know. I I enjoy it, but I've never gotten into like the the scene, if that even exists for Umineko Golden Fantasia, which is its name. Um, And it has a lot to work with because I think Umineko has like. I I don't want to say like 100 characters, but 
it's got a lot of characters like there's the family and then there i would say the way that it works is that the the meta layer gets expanded out really widely in a way that makes mm. it so like sometimes when we need to discuss a murder we talk about this anime girl who is representative of a steak like a, just a steak that is sharp and might kill someone this steak is an anime girl the steak is an anime girl that's exactly right it's a, it's important to remember uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is incredibly serious there's no laughing matter I'm the sorry. steak is an anime girl with a <laughs> steak with a very silly outfit oh god i have uh, to see i have to see this okay I, yes yes i will <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head my, my, I'm trying to head my wrap around this. So while, while while you're pulling that up, I'm thinking about I'm like my brain obviously functions in a like, ah, this is just like this. This is just like that. And so I definitely get the energy of like, ah, this is one piece if they paste it better. Um but it's like a financial planning nightmare meets um I don't remember what the other thing was that was like this. I lost my train of thought, but I, I, I feel it. Like I, I work in the financial planning industry. And so, uh, the first thing you said was a bunch of like rich people in their private Island and they're all bring or they're, they're all getting murdered. I was like, Oh no, <laughs> their wills, their trusts. Are they even prepared for this? Uh, the answer is yes and no. Oh, and, no. um, the other thing you have to know is that none of them are good at business, but they're all very rich. I hate it when that happens. How did they do that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a mess and it, it's beautiful. Like there's, there's schemes, but like, even if they can come up with really good schemes, it feel, it ultimately feels like none of them will keep the money because like, how will you keep the money if you're this bad at business? Yeah. I've also posted the steak girl in the oh, let me scroll down. Oh. Hey. How does the tie do that? I don't know. <laughs> no laughing matter, I'm sorry. That is no. Um, uh, this this is a very serious. <laughs> it, it's a sound novel, actually. It's not a visual. I'm pushing out my glasses as I say this. Uh, it's very serious. You can't you can't laugh at a steak. This is a serious sound steak. Oh, oh god. Yeah, the there's Umineko is like the, the. It's also a very much like a horror game at parts. Like it's it's very long and as of our like part certain segments of it are devoted to like here's a really like here's a really here's something you would see in a horror movie and like rendering that not like rendering it visually but rendering it in kind of like in language that is both like i want to create a striking image and i want to create a cool mystery and it's very good at that i love that i love that so much yeah there's also <laughs> Another theme that Umineko tackles better than, not better than, but I would say more deftly than a million other, th other things is gender. Yeah, gender. Fuck yeah, gender. I'm always saying it. Um, and 
the the way that it does this is that it's like it starts off okay the way that it does this is that by framing everything through the lens of this weird rich family where all the hierarchies are um like if you're in a weird rich family on a private island the hierarchies are going to be glaring they're going to be like you you will not be able to look without seeing them and one of the ways that manifests like just for instance really early on is that the table at dinner is seated so that all of the like blood relatives are seated first and then the people who married in so mostly like wives and stuff uh or like i guess traditionally like wives and stuff would be with like below the children in the seating order Ayo. So it's like you get the so basically it's like, oh, yeah, you get if you marry and if you're a woman or just like or a man, but like traditionally women and you marry into this family, um, you are going to be sitting below the nine year old in the in the seating chart. Oh, uh. uh, and like, that's just one way. That's one very subtle. Like, I, I, I say subtle, but it's not that subtle. But like, that is one way that like Umineko understands gender as a. um like sort of a performance of domination and hierarchy, I guess, to get like philosophical about it. Um, and it also understands like, I would say all the, all the women in this visual novel are some of the most amazingly drawn characters ever. Uh, a lot of the men are just kind of like silly goofs, but like every single woman has like some of the most like, well done just like character work given to them like by the end of this you will know exactly who natsuhi the woman who marries the head of the family and who somehow becomes like more devoted to the idea of this family than any of the blood relatives um you will you will cry when you see her talking to her daughter in a hallway like that it it it, it brings me to tears just thinking about like the ways the the ways that these characters are done like or you will you will you will like get to know the silly aunt who does martial arts and slowly like begin to unravel how she is this like incredibly controlling but like ultimately like she's girl bossing it like she is trying to work through the she's replicating the positions of power that were that harmed her and she is now trying to replicate that to harm others to affirm herself and hey yo it's it's fucking amazing like this this game understands shit especially especially and this is going to be an episode one spoiler but it's fine at the end of episode one when you finally meet in person Beatrice the Golden Witch and mm-hmm. the the rest of the game for, from going forward um, is basically a chess game between Battler and Beatrice and their dynamic is one part ace attorney to the point <laughs> that like like battler this came out a couple of years like a few years after like ace attorney happened in japan and stuff mm-hmm. um and so battlers ha- like has a sprite where he is pointing very much like you would see a phoenix right point hell yeah oh it's one part ace attorney one part and like 
two chess masters or one chess master and one person who is eating the pieces while the other is not looking. Um, you can do that. I, you know, in this kind of chess, you can. (laughs) And, and one part, like incredibly strange love story. Oh, Um, yes. Which I guess goes back to the Ace Attorney of it all. Um, And they were roommates and they were, and they were eternal enemies locked in, (laughs) locked in, uh, combat slash a chess game and they were roommates in that sense um it's i it's an incredibly long read but so worth it it's so worth it i that was the that was the nail in the coffin for me i love the the enemies to lovers or lovers to enemies or enemies enemies trope i'm here for it i'm so hype right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it gets so silly. It gets so beautiful. It gets so sad. I'm like, as I'm playing through it right now, I am, I'm getting to a scene where this teenage girl is just like reading a nine-year-old girl's diary and like using it to cope with being in high school and like thinking and like all the while there is like this there's this stuffed animal who is like a little lion named Sakutaro. And the whole time I'm doing it, I am uh, holding my own Sakutaro because one of my girlfriends had uh, had uh, like a Sakutaro plushie custom made for me. Oh, it's so cute. Yes. I'm, I'm going to, this is one thing I'm definitely going to send a picture of because it's mm-hmm. one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. The Sakutaro in the game. And, oh. or, and, Oh, let me very quickly grab my phone because I have pictures of him on. I can upload so quickly. The little scarf is killing me. I love it so much. I'm going to need to get this on Steam as soon as possible. Oh, it's the baby. Um, It broke my brain, truly. Like, I, it, it absolutely, like, I, it, if nothing else, all I can say about Umineko is that it rewired my brain chemistry. So if I start, like, there's not a day, but goes by without me thinking a little bit about like oh this is kind of like umineko and i just don't have like any other exact things that are like like that for me that are just like a like a constant benchmark and i think that uh it's just so good that anyone who reads it like people people who read this shit in like 2009 are still constantly talking about it and as they should Yes, and a lot of people got into it over the like the ongoing pandemic, uh, just because more free time, and that is also like they are still constantly talking about it. It's on the rise, and I don't know what makes it so infectious. Um, maybe it's the witches, maybe it's the maybe it's the drama, maybe it's the love stories, maybe it's the murder. I don't know, but I something about it just it's. Not to be dramatic, but it's kind of life changing. Oh, you're it. That's valid. Like I and and uh, Chainsaw Man is like becoming one of the number one stories. If in One Piece, if it's got any qualities, like like there there's a there's little little sprinkly gram seasoning qualities of of these all these medias that is just so impactful, especially for um. I would say definitely for the like our generation and the generation after us. Like I am so 
I don't know. I'm just so obsessed. And so if, if it definitely, if Umineko shares that sort of same quality between those two things, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be balls deep for real. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that if not, there's nothing else I could have hoped to hear for hear more except to, to be balls deep in Umineko. <laughs> <laughs> He falls deep in some cat seagulls, tell you what. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I love it when an author slaps me in the face. I love it when, when they hurt my feelings, man. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that. In this, there's a lot of that in this visual mm-hmm. novel. So I, what would you say? I don't, I don't I feel like it's also spoilery if I ask this. But um, so I asked you, what was the, the, the moment that really like set it in for you that like, ah, I'm invested. But is there a particular moment that you're able to share of Umineko that made it the your all time favorite piece of fiction? Yes, I, it's a lot of little moments, but I'll name one. OK, um, there is a part in. I'll say the one from episode one Um, at the very end of episode one, uh, something that happens in the Higurashi is that after every episode, all the characters, even the ones who died, they all get together like in a non-canonical, like get together to just sort of like chat about what just happened in the episode. Um, And just like have it's it's silliness it's a bit of levity after like a lot of darkness and mm-hmm. at the end of episode one of umineko you uh see the same thing all the characters even the ones who have died uh get together and they start talking about like oh you know well this was this was interesting when this happened but i really thought this moment was fun oh you really shined at this part like friend like talking to each other and like chatting but the whole time battler is really confused he's like wait he he's really confused because they're all really confident in the fact that it had to have been a witch that did it and he's saying wait guys no that that's not right you know we're just it's just humans you know we're like there's nothing like a witch around here and like like surely that's not right and everyone starts to get really insistent they start to crowd around him and as he's getting like pressured more and more he just keeps denying it and denying it he says there's no such thing as like witches and like his family and his friends like they're just like battler why can't you accept this and they start to die again around him because he's denying the magic that was keeping them alive He's saying that, like, there is no magic. You can't be revived. And so that denial manifests, and they're not alive anymore. And Badler is left alone, except for the cackling of the Golden Witch, who shows up and says, you say that I'm not real? You say that everything that happened wasn't my doing? All right, I'm going to take you through these murders, one by one, and I'm going to show you how I did them with my magic. and." It's it's that moment at the end of episode one that just floored me. I was that's episode one. That's episode one. What? My yes. God. Um. And I yeah. I 
I, I would say to anyone out there who is listening to this and is interested in Umineko, pick up the pick up the visual novel on Steam, read episode one, uh, Legend of the Golden Witch. And if you're not at least a little bit invested by the end, if you're not like if if that doesn't get you hype, if you don't get hyped by the end, um well, I would say still I would I would personally say still continue with it because I love it. But I, I think you I think that's a good place to get to it to get a taste of if you'll like it or not. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. Wait, so let me pull it up on Steam. I want to open up Steam right quick. Oh, there's so much Umineko in here. Question arcs is where it starts. Um there it is. Is there a way to just get the one episode? I think there might. You know, there isn't for Omineko, actually. Oh, no. There, there is for Higurashi, though. Um, for Higurashi, <laughs> um, they actually made episode one free because they, they made it free until there was a viable um, COVID-19 vaccine available. And I think it's just still free. <laughs> like, I think they just did, never took it down. Mm. So if if you like if you're interested in Umineko, you could also check out Higurashi. That's free. Um, also, uh, I I I won't. <laughs> if you're like, hey, toss me a couple bucks so that I can do Umineko, I'll toss you a couple bucks so you can do Umineko. This is how much I love it. Uh, we'll we'll have the uh, the Umineko. Uh, please give it a shot. Charity. That's right. Uh, the bucket. <laughs> And if you're into episode one, then you have to pitch in for somebody else to get into Omineko. It's like a pay it forward. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, don't go to your Starbucks and pay it forward. Tip your Starbucks employees, but then pay it forward for Omineko. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. I I am experiencing my favorite emotion when I do this podcast. And that favorite emotion is I, ca- I go in blind and I obsess. And I got the serotonin in my brain. Um, oh my gosh, brain smooth is there? Is there? I know. I'm sure there's a hundred million things about Umineko that we want to keep talking about. But is there anything that like you'd like to finish out on, or is there anything that you'd like to cover before we begin our cool down? I think that might be it. I think that might be it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I covered all the big points. I Umineko. It, it, otherwise i'll start getting into the granular stuff and that'll be another 17 podcasts but yeah like i am in love with the art style like looking at what's on steam like i see what you mean from like what it what it started at and where it is like i like all of it in its own like respectful department it's in i guess um like i see a little there's a little autoplay video on steam and i'm I'm kind of obsessed with it, honestly. Oh, His reviews are crazy. 93% reviews in the past 30 days. Wow. Yeah, people, it's, it breaks your brain. And it's like a virus. It's a virus that gets in your brain and says, you have to like Umineko now. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about One Piece. Oh, God. No, I, uh, yeah. No, I, I think this is just the type of media I like because I feel, I also feel the same way about One Piece. Like I just I just started the Zo arc. Oh, and, yes. oh, it's so good! It's so good! I love it! I'm so, I'm so <laughs> uh, I'm making noises. Uh, but that's a conversation for another day and time. I feel and like I can visualize in my own brain is now that I actually 
something to look at. But like from what you've been telling me, like I can I can see these I can see it all. I don't know. I'm bad at words. I am so bad at I see what you're saying. I feel the vibe. I'm here for it. I'm ankles deep right now. Because Hell yes. I'm still recording the podcast. Um <laughs> so where where are you at now on your Umi journey? Is there like other related media that you're digging into right now? Or are you so I know you and your girlfriend are going through it for a third time? Yeah, yeah. It's it's my third time through. Um I'm on episode four right now. We I think we've been there for like a few months now. Mm-hmm. Um and but also uh it's it's kind of part of a trilogy it's like spiritually i guess with some with some connections that are like we like oh why is this character here three times um with higarashi which i've mentioned before and the one after umineko which is a game called chaconia um and i i haven't played it but i'm going to very soon um it's i i I think it's like a weird like sci-fi thing about like maybe it's mech pilots i'm not entirely sure but it seems very cool i'm not against that no no i like i'm listen i like friends of the table i like i i love mechs uh but umineko in general it's my journey is never ending um so the the path to the golden land is is one that i will always be on is what i'll say hell yeah I I need to know is Battler this one with the red hair and the white suit? Yes. Oh no, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the problem. It's a problem, but it's not a problem. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god, who's the blonde girl? I need to know. Is that the witch? That's that's the golden witch. <gasps> I love her. Okay. Yes. I'm here for it. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, shoot. I see the old school drawing now. It's like it jumps back and forth between like the modern, like, recent stuff and the old school stuff. And I love that. Yeah. Um, one of the most brilliant things, just as we're cooling down, that I think this game does is that it uh uh it has an anime opening and a visual novel. <laughs> um, which I, I will link this in the Discord um for listeners to find. But it's 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 simultaneously like it's kind of hilarious to look at and also just like whoa whoa this is so many emotions happening and i think it also if you listen to it you'll understand what i mean when i say that it is like a good 50 percent of this is how good the music is Mm -hmm. is there i know we'll definitely have like the we have the the text channel and the discord so we have we'll have all the links and the conversations in there but is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with? I would say I I just want to give a shout out to the people that got me here. And so far as like um shout outs to Kinu Nishimura who wrote the fanfic that I did that I got that got me into Minako. Um it, and also uh their other works, which are also just amazing mysteries, including one that is like a Danganronpa fanfic. Yeah. Um, that is like combines it with zero escape, which not, which is another thing that I love. Um, oh. And uh, also to Ava Problems, who wrote Your Asshole Dad's uh, Castle is Back Again, which is also, I guess, a step in my journey to Umineko, uh, who just released a, a TTRPG called Next Dream, I believe, which is like a Toho RPG. Oh. Uh, 
So I, I just wanted to wanted to thank some people, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And thank you for reaching out to me to be on my show today to bring to to bring this hyperfixation into my life. <laughs> Literally anytime. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is it time? Is it is time is is it time to where's my time? Yeah, it's time to wrap things up. Um so Jacqueline, where can we find you on the internet? Uh you can find me on Tumblr at Swampert. Uh if you insist, you can also find me on Twitter at Swamp Duchess. <laughs> Uh, and I am, uh, half, I'm the brunette half of the unwise girls, a podcast, uh, where we reread slash read for the first time and analyze the books of Rick Riordan. So all the Percy Jackson stuff and whatnot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you can find the unwise girls and the hyperfixation at moonshot pods on the twitter.com where you can find a bunch of other amazing podcasts. Um, or SQL streams at twitch.tv forward slash moonshot network. Or is it the other way around? Can never remember. I, Twitter is moonshot pods. Okay, yeah. So then it's moonshot network on Twitch. Okay. Yeah, I think moonshot pod is also like a weird crypto thing. So be careful about that one. Oh, yeah. Ch- choose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find this podcast as a whole at uh, twitter.com forward slash the hyperfix pod where I will announce what episodes come out and like and retweet things that we have covered in the past. Um, you can also find me on the internet at I appreciate your butt at the twitter.com. That is I A P P R E C I the number eight U R B U T T um, where I will not shut the fuck up, but it's all good. It's all good fun. Uh, thank you to Offuscate, that is O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E, for my intro and outro music. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. That is all the things that are to be plugged. I am going to go download Umineko after this immediately. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you again for being on my little show. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you for introducing this into my life. And it's about to become my partner's problem when I give him an earful about it. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope all of our listeners at home have a good day. Be safe. Don't die. Drink some water. And badoop. Jen. Hey, Jacqueline. What do you think the most significant YA book series like the 2000s to the 2010s is? Oh, definitely The Hunger Games. No, no, I mean like... Like uh, Twilight, Twilight. That's the best no, one. no, I'm talking about the Percy Jackson series, but I've never them. Uh, I've not heard of those. If I wanted to listen to a funny podcast about those, what would you suggest? Well, I would recommend Unwise Girls, which you and I host. This is a podcast where we reread, analyze, and frequently joke about the books of the Rick Riordan-verse. And we see why people call these the best young adult magical series of the 2000s. 
And we always take time to declare which characters are canonically, factually, not cishet, because Rick Ryden is not the boss of us. Listen to Unwise Girls every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the Moonshot Network.